Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Fighting Words on the Fighting Words News Network. Fighting Words is brought to you each and every night of the week. In graceful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, men and women police and fire services, 
and those out there on the first line of defense against COVID. We appreciate everything you do. And, of course, Bob's very first favorite people, people in the uh, supermarkets that keep the markets open so we can get the food if there's any on yourself. But um, we, uh, the, the, the um, I guess the tagline of the week um, this week, and I'm sure Caden uh, would, would agree with this, is uh, Yan is the man. What do you think, Caden? I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said. Uh, you know, if you don't pay attention, you lose your spot. <laughs> Step into my office. You're fired. That's right. That's right. Bob is a, a disciplinarian. Bob, why don't you uh, introduce yeah. our new guest? All right, we'll do. Uh, I want to introduce a friend of mine. We're going to go with uh, Todd uh, Griswold for the Christmas time. But anyway, Todd's a active duty uh, officer up in northern Colorado. Um, he started boxing at 20 years old, uh, won super heavyweight and golden gloves. Um, has got a background in judo, BJJ, kickboxing, MMA, and Krav Maga. Uh, for close to a decade now, he's been teaching defensive tactics for law enforcement, and is a U.S. boxing coach. He's got a great family, a friend of mine from Colorado. We used to train together. Uh, welcome to the show, Todd. And uh, did you see those fights today, brother? Awesome. Thanks for having me on. No, I, I read the results, but I did not see the fights tonight. Unfortunately, I haven't seen them yet. So I, I read the spoilers, though. So glad glad to see that uh, Glover finally got over the hump. Mm-hmm. Oh, so much exciting stuff. I mean, tonight, like to all of our uh, fans out there, are, are, uh, if you're not a, a, an MMA fan, today was like free on ESPN. Uh, well, if you don't have ESPN Plus, just do the 10-day free trial. Check it out. <laughs> Tonight's the night. Check out this card. This will make you a fan. It's an amazing card. Uh, Caden, where do you want to start on the card? Um, I'll, I'll talk about the uh, the Sam Hagen fight. Um, I was coming to that fight. I was the underdog. I was rooting for Corey Sam Hagen. Um, he's extremely um, educated when it comes to martial arts and jiu-jitsu, and his fight IQ is overall extreme. And I thought that he would uh, take advantage of the ground game against Peter Young, um, but obviously that didn't happen, and uh, he was outboxed and outperformed. And being a boxing yeah. podcast, Peter Yan's got some of the best boxing in the game. You know, his uppercuts are legit. He throws him with his body, with his legs. He, you know, phenomenal. And his conditioning was just outstanding, outstanding. I mean, I was rooting for – I mean, let's go – let's back up a little bit for those who don't know. Uh, Peter Yan was the champion uh, in the past and lost to Alameen Sterling with, to an illegal knee um, when he was down. And so he had to give up the belt and vacate it that way. So he was on his way back. So <clears throat> due to a, a mistake of listening to his corner, so I was kind of rooting for him to get his way back. But then again, Corey Sanhagen is a man. Uh, love him. Out of Colorado. Uh, phenomenal athlete. Like you said, phenomenal fight IQ. Uh, put stuff together. So fun to watch. I was kind of rooting for him. 
And another fight that I was really looking forward to for the longest time was um, Hamza uh, Chamiyev. And um, I, I, was, I was so excited to see him get back into the octagon. And you see what he does to every single one of his opponents. He wears them down, gets the submission. I mean, in the last four fights, he's had one singular strike landed on him. One strike in four fights. That's crazy. Just one. And if he doesn't get if yeah. he doesn't get a title fight in the next two years, then I don't know what I don't know what Dana White's doing. Oh, he will. I mean, uh, I I think the the thing is with you know I just call him Hazmat because you know him coming forward is just dangerous. Uh, but uh, he he is phenomenal to watch. You know, uh, born in Russia, coming out of uh, Sweden. Um, you know, a phenomenal fighter, uh, trains with, uh, X, who's he trained with? Uh, can't remember, but, uh, anyway, so, um, but yeah, the, the, the way he won, like he picked up Ling Jingalang, Jingalang Jingalang, we were talking about last week, which is a phenomenal fighter in his own right. Probably the most decorated Chinese fighter, uh, male Chinese fighter anyway, in the UFC, uh, and, and no joke, I mean, a very tough individual. And Hazmat just picked him up, walked him over to the, the, cor- or the side of the cage where Dana was sitting and threw him down so he could talk trash to Dana White. And, uh, you know, the, the guy was a phenom. We've talked about this before, how, uh, you know, there's phenomenal guys in these divisions, but uh, this is one of those guys that is just so far above, you know, uh, Ty and Vito and I were all talking about this a while back, but uh, he's he's one of those guys that's just going to be unstoppable. I think he walks pretty much all the way to a championship fight with uh, Usman. Uh, and I mean, you look at those those undercard fights, and there was there was three fighters from Dagestan, and every single one of them won. Yeah, that's crazy. They're just na- they're natural born wrestlers, natural born winners. They yeah, they're. Habib, however you say his last name, um, greatest UFC fighter of all time, greatest Samsung UFC fighter of all time, out of Dagestan. Yeah. Yeah. So that and that was great too at the end of at the end of his fight, um, you know, because like he wasn't even in the top fifteen, and uh, due to a cancellation, um, he got the opportunity to go. Uh, no, no, wait, that was. Uh, sorry, I'm getting that confused. But anyway. Um, so now, yeah, he, he jumps up in that division to at least uh, number six, I think. Let me look. Hey, hey Bob, what do you think of the, the Fedora fight, Fedora and Johnson? F- the Fedor? Fedor, yeah. Yeah. Um, Johnson in the ring. Yeah, dude, that was, that was uh, phenomenal. Um, are you sure that that, that already happened, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, so uh, that was uh, Bellator. Yeah. Yeah, Bellator. Fedor is always one of my one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, you know, he's been around a long time um, and and a great stand up fighter. He was in the UFC for a while. Uh, very good striker, um, and and not surprised. And you know, he's an older guy as well. And tonight, um, segueing, you know, back to the UFC, I mean, not taking anything well from Bellator because that was a phenomenal heavyweight shot. So I think the tournament with Bellator 
I think Fader goes on uh, into the, uh, the in, into the tournament, or that might have been his last fight. I can't remember. I have to look that one up. But anyway, as far as his future goes, I am un- uh, I do not know. But um, yeah, Fedor is an awesome fighter. Is there any doubt that Fedor heavyweight? The Tory at this point uh, for his next fight. Hey, hey Tony, um, let's uh, let's get you in here. Uh, just uh, in case anybody doesn't know, this is the late Tony. Uh, you know, he. Hit, hit and run, I should say. Uh, but he's been working, uh, so we can't really we can't really knock him for that. But um, what, do you, what do you think about uh, Tyson Fury's talking about the next fight is going to be with Jill uh, and White? Uh, what's your thoughts on that one? I want to see somebody that could give him a good fight. But I tell you what, I really thought Deontay was going to take him this last time, and. Mm-hmm. In fact, he almost did. Yeah, if he would have had a little bit more time in the one round, then he, I think he was going to TKO him right there, and we would have gone to another four, or fight four. Uh, but with this other guy, I just don't know if he's going to have it. I think Tyson Fury right now, even though he's unorthodox, I don't think he's going to be stopped for a while. Hey, what do you think? I would I would say without a doubt, uh, Tyson Fury is probably the best boxer, um, probably the best pound pound boxer in the world right now. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, you look at guys like like uh, Dante Deontay Wilder, Music, um, Anthony Joshua, uh, Klitschko, and he just he towers over all. He's he's in a league of his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does that uh, weight and so forth. You know, what's that? His height, his weight, the way he's laying on Deontay in the fight, wearing him down, which he did that other fight as well. Uh, it's just those tactics alone being so big. Like, just, I mean, the guy's enormous. I just don't think anybody's going to really be able to, to challenge him. Now, stand-up brawl, that might be different, but you don't see that in those fights. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing that I think that makes Tyson Fury so good at heavyweight is that he moves like a smaller guy. Uh, I mean, if you look at him compared to some of the heavyweights in the past, he's so big. Uh, and when we look back throughout history in, in heavyweight fights, big guys have always been around. I mean, even uh, Joe Lewis was fighting guys like Abe Simon and just giant guys. Jack Dempsey was fighting Jeff Willard, who was, I think, around seven foot tall. But those guys were big, clumsy, unskilled people. And Tyson Fury, what makes him so dangerous is that he's got a, a great fight IQ. He, he doesn't have the, mm-hmm. the kind of power that some of the other heavyweights have. He certainly doesn't have the, the kind of power that Deontay Wilder has. But the problem with Deontay Wilder is that his power is a blessing and a curse because mm-hmm. he could spark anybody out at any particular time. But because of that, he never developed some of the fundamental skills that you need to be successful long-term throughout boxing. And I think he's gone as far as he has because of his power Mm -hmm. and also because of his determination to be really good. But Mm -hmm. Tyson Fury is a cut above because he's taken the time to develop the skills necessary to be 
a great heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. Right. I've, been, I've, been, I've been recently following Javante Davis and um, his upcoming fight with Romero and the allegations that just came out about Romero. And if Romero was able or unable to fight that fight, who do you think mm-hmm. who do you think would be a good um, substitution? Who's the question for Todd? For anybody. Yeah. Okay. Todd, what's your thought? I'm sorry. I, I missed the question. <laughs> I apologize. I missed the question. You cut out there for a second. Bob, I you uh, um, talk to, to you, Todd. Take him in the office. <laughs> Bob. Step into my office. Get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the the Javante Davis fight, uh, upcoming Javante Davis fight against um, against uh, Romero, and the allegations that are now coming up against Romero. And if he was unable to fight, who do you think would be a good replacement? Yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure on that one. Uh, I haven't I haven't followed that particular fight that closely, um, so I don't know that I can really comment on that intelligently. Okay. Tony? I'll comment on it. I don't think I'll tell you right now. It won't matter anyway. Javante's going to mow the field then. Okay. Bob, you had something to say? No, sorry. Go ahead, Tony. Okay. I'm sorry I've been interrupted. I think we had a little delay there. I just said. I, I don't think it really matters. Javante's on top of the world right now. He'll mow everybody down right now in his division. So it ain't going to matter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Bob, what do you think about, uh, was it uh, Blankowitz and Desanya uh, that they got in the works for uh, uh, December? Uh, okay, so we're shooting way forward now. Um, I, I think that's great. Um, but, like, next weekend, if if I can, uh, they've got, you know, Carmen Usman and Colby Covington, Rose Nama Nunes, Riley Zhang. I mean, there, there's a lot of UFC attack between now and then as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I haven't really looked that far forward yet. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, even tonight, tonight was some record-breaking stuff. Uh, for the UFC, um, you know, if I can direct or re- me- redirect, but uh, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if anyone, you know, uh, you know, saw it besides Caden. But like the prelims again on uh, 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 ESPN Plus or whatever. Not like I'm trying to sell them, but there was like, uh, okay, so I don't know how it is in boxing per se, but like in MMA. Um, when you travel and you bring your organization to a different uh, location, um, you br- usually bring like one or two of your own refs, and that is all. Um, you, your doctors are supplied locally, and you usually bring in some local refs. Well, one of the local refs was was judging one of the prelim fights, and uh, it was a fight between uh, I'll mess up his name, but uh, Zaliski de Santos and and Benoit mm-hmm. St. Dennis, and and this guy beat the tar out of him to the point the guy didn't I'll give St. Dennis a credit he didn't go down um, but he was just getting beat up and everyone the announcers were yelling stop the fight everyone wanted the fight stopped uh, first time in UFC history they pulled the ref 
and pretty much let him mm-hmm. go on the spot. Um, also for first tonight, tonight was the first night that uh, our good buddy, um, oh, the ring announcer guy, I'm brain farting everyone's name tonight. Uh, Bruce but he didn't show up. Out of, Bruce Buffer, yeah, out of 250 some odd shows, yeah. Yeah, so, broke the streak. Um, 25 years. Yeah, busted his Yeah. So poor poor Bruce Buffer, but there was a lot of stuff. So I apologize for not looking that far uh, ahead. Um, I pretty much came home from work today and, and, and fell asleep watching the UFC, and that's been my day. So it's been awesome. <laughs> I'm glad you rested. It's probably yeah. worried that you won't get enough rest before the show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you guys do this dang night shift, man. It's killing me. <laughs> so what, what, uh, what do you have down for um, uh, coming up with UFC that you wanted to talk about? about? Um, okay, so uh, again, tonight, um, in the past, we had talked about these two guys, and, and, and like we brought up earlier, uh, Hazmat, Trev. Uh, against Ling Jolang. Okay, so Hazmat, we knew that it was up and coming. He was he was in the works uh, a long time ago. Kind of like we you know we talked in the past how Conor McGregor was on top, but Khabib was they knew about Khabib, but they didn't want to le- release Khabib into the division until they milked enough money out of Conor. Um, then Khabib just went through and dominated everybody. Uh, Hazmat's kind of sitting in that same bracket as well as Islam Makachev. Now, Makachev is, is actually uh, Khabib's, like, training partner, protege. Uh, they call him the next Khabib. He's okay with that little uh, uh, nickname. Um, he went up against Dan Hooker. Now, not taking anything away from Dan Hooker, uh, cause, because he fought less than a month ago um, in, in the last UFC. And coming off a victory, um, you know, a couple fights ago, he lost to, I think, Chandler or somebody, one of the UFC, uh, uh, you know, championship contenders. So, I mean, Hooker was no joke, but uh, Makachev just dominated him, came in, uh, you know, carefully plotted a way to get in and get that takedown, that single leg, took him down and got him in a uh, Gamora, uh, about ripped the guy's arm off. It was It was incredible. And that guy... I mean that. So again, this this whole fight card was stacked. Um, did anybody, hit, you know, uh, have comments on that before I go on? Um, me personally, I love I love Dan Hooker. I've been following his career for a little bit now, and um, I love everything he's, he's going to do. I think he's I think he's going to go farther and farther. This is just a little bump in the road, but he's proven that he's one of the best in the UFC. And he, I, he he was definitely going to rebound from this, but he needs to really work on his takedown defense. But it's, when you see, if you saw what happened to him, you can really, there's really nothing he could have done. He got stumbled and then got that takedown. Right. Yeah, but I mean, you you mark mark my words, Makachev's going to go straight to the top. You know, I mean, there's there's not going to be a whole lot of people that can just even stop him. He's going to be another Khabib. And he wants to follow in his footsteps. I mean, uh, personally, as a fighter, everything, you know, he models himself after Khabib. Um, right before that fight, though, was a heavyweight fight between uh, Alexander Volkov and, and Marcin Tyburn. So this Marcin guy, he's up and coming. He's coming off a couple of wins. He's doing really good. But you guys were talking earlier about these tall guys. Volkov's like 6'7". 
you know, and cut to 265. That's a big guy, you know, and that was amazing because he was throwing head kicks and he was, you know, all over him, um, you know, and, and a big guy throwing that many body kicks and head kicks was phenomenal. Anybody got comments on that one? <laughs> he kind of reminds me of um, Alexander Gustafson, of how big he yes. is and how lengthy he is. And he definitely deserves a uh, a title shot within the next year if he takes yeah, the path definitely. he's going on. Oh, he's doing great. And he's just, he's just so big, though, to get that guy on you. You know, he's just um, – he didn't do too, uh, you know, uh, hot on the ground and stuff, but stand-up-wise, phenomenal. And, again, so you, you brought up Gustafson. That's what I was trying to think of earlier. Um, he's Gustafson trains with uh, your uh, your buddy Hazmat, or Kazmat, I believe, over there. Um, mm-hmm. But, anyway, and then back on to the, uh, Corey Sanhagen, Peter Yan, and then the light heavyweight championship to finish it off. Jan Blankowicz, current champion, got defeated by the old guy, which we got to love, 42 years old, Glover Texera. Uh, um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy made a, made a run at the uh, championship uh, a few years back, got beat, kind of had to work his way back up the rankings, thought he'd give it one more shot and just became the new uh, champ tonight. So, again, phenomenal card, big upset right there. Um, and next week it segues right into, you, you know, 268, UFC 268, which will be a pay-per-view event. Um and, and tons of stuff. I mean, headlined by Carmen Usman, Colby Covington, uh, which I think they're both in trouble um, with. Uh, uh, hold on real quick. Let me make sure who it is. Yeah, with Hazmat in that, that division. So I think Hazmat's going to run right through that division. Um, but he's got a lot of people, Jorge Masvall, Neil Magny, all that stuff. But he's going to get up to Colby Covington. Uh, if Colby Covington doesn't come out next week and do a, a, a really good show, then we'll know he's just kind of a trash talker. And I think uh, Hazmat's going to you know, run into a problem once he gets to Carmen Usman. But we'll see because that'll, be that'll be a stacked division. I mean, there's just tons of exciting fights going on in all these divisions right now. It's just crazy to me how much when we have these conversations now, how much we talk about fighters from the Eastern Bloc, right, former Eastern Bloc countries from from Russia. I mean, in every conversation that's coming up, whether it's boxing, whether it's MMA, these guys seem like they're on another level in so many different ways. And when we talk about – I mean, we we were already talking about Javante Davis. I mean, the premier matchup that everybody wants to see is him and, and has been is Lomachenko. So um, we're looking at these guys from the Eastern Bloc countries, and they just seem like, in a lot of ways, they're on another level. Physically, they are extremely strong. They all seem like they hit hard, and they're well-schooled. So uh, it seems like everybody's kind of playing catch-up at this point to to those guys. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, Tony, I I had a chance to uh, talk to – Dan Birmingham um, earlier in the week, and he says that um, they have a fight uh, for Keith Thurman with Terrence Crawford coming up in the first part of uh, the year. Uh, what do you think? That would sign, sealed, and delivered? Mm-hmm. Ooh, well, Terrence Crawford, 
to be hard to beat. I love Thurman. Don't get me wrong. I really do. I, I don't even really want to pick on this one, but um, I just think he's been out for a while, you know, and family things and other things going on. And Terrence is just—he's just bad to the bones. Um, love both those fighters. They're both fantastic. I, I definitely haven't been right lately, that's for sure. But I would have to lead to Terrence on that one. Okay. Caden? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Into my office. Yeah. Um, that's, that's twice on the, now. On the Keith Thurman fight? Uh, if you're talking about yeah. the Keith Thurman fight, then, I mean, like he said, he hasn't really been he hasn't really been in for a while. I love Keith Thurman. I love what he's done with his entire career. Um, but he's he's going up against uh, he's going up against a hell of a fighter. And it's going to be a very, mm-hmm. it's going to be a big challenge for him. You know, it's not the first time these two have met. They used to uh, meet a lot uh, in the amateurs. Um, um, Crawford would come come over east uh, to uh, to train with with a with a. At that time, it was a guy named uh, oh God, uh, John Alessi, up in uh, Tampa, Alessi Boxing. And Thurman uh, was, of course, with the Fourth Street Gym. So uh, Dan would take him over there, and they would uh, they would uh, box quite a bit and, and uh, spar a lot with each other. So uh, it's not the first time they both know each know each other and they know what to to, to look at. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, when that fight does uh, does come through, what it's going to be like. So, uh-huh. I gotta think Keith okay. Thurman's best days are a little bit behind him. Yeah, I agree. No, I, would, I would agree with you. Um, I, I know that you know he's got he's had hand surgery, he's had soldier shoulder surgery, and then about uh, a year and a half ago he he uh, uh, had a signal four with his uh, Mustang and messed up his leg. Right, but. When I was, was in the gym the other day, uh, uh, looking at him, he's still as fast as ever. Because, but he was going against, you know, just against. He was just sparring with people, um, and it was uh, it was good to see him in there actually working out. Um, he was working with a, a guy by the name of Miguel Teal, who was an up and coming guy uh, who has fast hands, and he did did tag uh, uh, Keith a couple times. So. Uh, uh, I mean, it's good to hear that he still moves. It's good to hear that he's still mm-hmm. moving well. I mean, that's that's a promising thing. I just think that so much of fighting is is activity levels in the pros, and he's been so mm-hmm. inactive. Number one, and then uh, the injuries start to add up. He's he's not getting any younger uh, in terms of mm-hmm. just wear and tear from fighting. Um, mm-hmm. And I just look at him, and I think really. If I look at that fight, I think Crawford really has the momentum going in, so I, I think mm-hmm. that would be a pretty good bet. Okay. Tony? Agree 100%. 100%. Okay. Um, right, let me ask, uh, what about tonight's fight? Uh, what do you think about that tonight, yeah, Tony? I'm not even actually sure he's even fighting that I am so lost. Um, back up here. 
Uh, you talking about the Sean Porter fight? Yes. Oh, I didn't even know that was tonight. I'm going with Porter on this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Crawford on that fight. I think I think Porter is very motivated. Uh, he looks like he's in great shape. But, I, again, I, I think uh, Crawford is bigger. Uh, he's younger. He's got less wear and tear. And, I, I would, and the thing with, with Porter is he's good. But I think he's got to put out. I think he's got to put into doing his announcing gig. And he's really good at it, and it's taken off for him. And he's got a little bit of split attention. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to be a part-time uh, fighter on that level. Uh, so mm-hmm. I would, I would definitely get Crawford in that fight. How about Cepeda versus uh, Vargas? Anybody? Vargas nope. and who? Vargas and Zapata. Street card on ESPN tonight. Uh, I'm probably going to lean on Vargas on that one, I think. Okay. Caden, uh, make a note when we go to the uh, um, Publix tomorrow to pick up uh, some crow just in case for uh, Tony. <laughs> Tony's eating a lot of crow this last six months. <laughs> Caden, <laughs> besides being a walking, talking uh, sports almanac, is also a, a gourmet cook, so they'll know how to produce it for you. <laughs> oh, great. At least it'll be a tasty pie this time. <laughs> hey, what do you think about the uh, – uh, let's start with Ty. The Canelo versus uh, Betabay. Uh, that's in the works for uh, February. Well, he's got to get by Caleb Plant first. Yeah, yeah. That's next week. I mean, people, people yeah. are talking about Plant like Plant's got no chance, and, and uh, I don't necessarily think that's true. I mean, Caleb Plant is a legit fighter, and he's very hungry, and he's big, and he's been wanting this for a long time. And Canelo is damn near sublime because he's so good. Uh, and he's riding mm-hmm. high, and he's cresting big. But I don't think that this is a gimme for Canelo by any means. Uh, people mm-hmm. are, are really sleeping on this fight, and they're acting like uh, it's going to be a walkover, and Caleb Plant is no walkover. The guy is tough, and he has been training and aiming for Canelo in the shadows for a long time. Uh, so it would not – I mean – I think the I think the odds are heavily in favor right now. Uh, if you look at sports books for uh, Canelo, but man, I, mm-hmm. I think if uh, if you're a betting man, it might be worth putting some money on Plant just because he is a very live underdog. Yeah, Bernard Hopkins mm-hmm. thinks that we won't even get a chance to eat our hot dogs yet. That's right. The fight will be over. <laughs> <laughs> We had had Bernard on two weeks ago, uh, Todd, and, and uh, he, he did a he should do stand up comedy. He really, really uh, was yeah. I mean, on top. Of look, here's the thing: it, 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 it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick against Canelo, right? Because the guy mm-hmm. is he's so good, and he's been getting better and better and better, and he adapts mm-hmm. so well. So, I mean. If, if you're going to choose a pound-for-pound pound best in boxing right now, there's no doubt in my mind that it's definitely Canelo Alvarez. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. That said, I just think, think uh, Caleb Plant has Caleb been training for this moment for a long time, and he's extremely hungry for this fight. I don't mm-hmm. know how uh, that the uh, pre-fight shenanigans between the two affected Caleb Plant. I think most people mm-hmm. thought that uh, Canelo got the better of that exchange, and you don't you don't know how mm-hmm. that plays into the mindset of Caleb Plant. But mm-hmm. just know that for it's been years now that he's been talking about getting his shot at Canelo, and it's hard to discount that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Rob, what do you think about uh, Bellator uh, 271 coming up with uh, Cyborg versus uh, Kavanaugh? There's a lot of, a lot of stuff in the, in the rags that are talking this up. Well, you're always going to, you know, brag when Cyborg gets, you know, Cyborg involved because um, she's a, you know, she she's a ticket seller, you know, and she's a beast. She's been around. Uh, she's, you know, gone between Bellator and UFC. So, you know, she's phenomenal. And so far, uh, anybody else, uh, you know, hasn't really matched up that well against her. So, I, you know, I, I wish the best, uh, best of luck for Kavanaugh. I, you know, I don't know too much about her other um but we'll, we'll see what she can bring to the table mm-hmm. okay um tony what do you think uh um we've got a lomachenko and uh, uh tony coming up on the 11th of uh, december has lomachenko been off too long to I'll make this other than a, uh, a tomato can fight, or what's your thoughts? I don't think he's been off long enough to hurt him at all, but uh, I think this commie guy is going to give him a good fight. I'm actually mm-hmm. hoping the commie guy is going to come through with it. I'd like to see him win it. Okay, Todd? I mean, the thing, when you talk about Lomachenko, you have to talk about a guy that I mean, on paper, as a pro, he's only got a handful of fights. I think he's got less than 20 fights as a pro, but he's got so much experience as an amateur, and his skill level is just so far above anybody else. I mean, I know he he lost uh, recently, but, I mean, he's fighting guys that are way too big for him. it's he's one of those guys. It's really hard for me to pick against Lomachenko because his fight IQ and skill set is just so far beyond even your even most pros. So uh, mm-hmm. he's one of those guys that I, I just it's hard for me to pick against him uh, in any matchup. It's hard for me to pick mm-hmm. against Lomachenko. Okay. Um. Caden, I'm going to ask you this question because I know that uh, when we ask, when we, the words come out of my mouth here that Bob's going to have a, 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 a fit. Tommy um, uh, Fury do, 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 do. versus Jake Paul. Oh, we're we're talking about that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I honestly, I I think that um, I mean, me personally, I don't. I, I don't really have a lot of thoughts on the Paul brothers unless, you know, they are bringing a lot of newcomers to the sport of boxing, a lot of kids to the sport of boxing, and they're really um, bringing a lot more people to it. And, I mean, me personally, I don't have a lot of words on Logan and Jake Paul, but, I mean, Jake Paul has never fought a real boxer. 
Um, he's never Amen. fought anybody his size. Never fought anybody his weight. Um, Amen. I, I have Tommy Fury whooping him. Mm-hmm. There you go. Hey, Bob, you want to go ahead and expound? Yeah, it was like ripping off a scab. Why do we got to keep bringing up his herpes, his boxing herpes? You know what I mean? <laughs> Wait. Well, someone just knocked this guy out, you know? I mean, like, your grandson was like, oh, I don't have any words. I'm like, did we just become best friends? You know what I mean? I got tons of words, though, you know, and they're all negative about this slime ball. You, you know, mm-hmm. I just they won't go away, these guys. But whatever, yeah, I just hope, you know, and and I did catch a little bit of an article on that um, where, uh, who's he fighting? Uh, Uh, Who's he fighting? Tommy Fury, the younger Fury. Tommy Fury, yeah, the younger one. And and Tommy Fury Mm -hmm. said, like, he's going to put the whooping on him. And and I hope so. I I hope just lay this kid out, a real boxer, just put him down. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. that's all I want to see. Um, but then again, I don't even want to see it. You know, I'll read about it. I'm not going to give these guys a dollar, not two cents. You know what I mean? And and so yeah, the only benefit, I guess, I'd have to agree that they're bringing more people to the sport. But uh, mm-hmm. they are giving it a bad name. I mean, it's, it's just celebrity boxing. It's just it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hey Pop, you know the um, you know, you know uh, Jake Paul's fighting Tommy Fury in Tampa, Florida, in the Amelia Arena. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got a call I, in to. Uh, I, really... I got a, I got a call in to see if we can get press passes for that. I I I would rather do a lot of other things than go to one of those fights. Look, I mean the thing oh, okay. he, the thing we the thing we have to always remember with prize fighting is it, it, there's a little bit of a circus element to it, right? There's a little bit of PT Barnum in prize fighting from you know the the very beginning, and so he's putting eyeballs on the sport. Hopefully, some guys that have been trained in the basement get get some, get some more exposure and get some more eyeballs on them. That's the best thing that comes out of, of Jake Paul. Um, getting exposure, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're getting retired guys getting paydays, but hopefully you got some guys on the undercard that are getting some exposure, getting some money, getting some recognition. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't have much use for Jake Paul. I, I, I keep reading that uh, if Jake Paul wins this fight, then the next fight that he's going to have is an exhibition with Mike Tyson, which is going to sell huge, huge numbers. Uh, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm going to watch Mike Tyson have a couple more exhibitions, I'd rather see him against somebody like Lennox Lewis or Evander Holyfield, sure. even though I'm not sure after Holyfield's last fight if I really want to see him fight again after how he looked at his That was pretty sad. Uh, or even an exhibition. I mean, he talked about even doing an exhibition with uh, Tyson Fury, which I think would be really interesting, On you know, if, if they did it right, uh, you know, maybe two-minute rounds mm-hmm. and for, you know, or you know a sort certain limited number, or however they want to structure it, so that mm-hmm. it's very clear that it's an exhibition match. But that's interesting. That's intriguing. Uh, Jake Paul mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I think it would sell a lot of numbers, but it's not for fight fans. I'm not sure that it's going to be real, really what we want to see. Mm-hmm. I heard mm-hmm. the absolutely most idiotic thing I think I've ever heard come out of Jake Paul's mouth. He uh, <laughs> he says he wants to fight Canelo. <laughs> and um, I, I think Canelo might actually put him in the ground. 
just put just just put him in the casket. That's, that's yeah, he doesn't really like, understand what he's asking for people, there. Especially people who just joke about boxing. Boxing's not a joke. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's running it as a joke. Oh, go ahead. I mean, here, here's right, so the thing. Talk, talk is cheap. You, anybody can put on a pair of gloves and go out and swing at another dude and call it boxing. That's fine, right? But when we're talking about guys like Canelo Alvarez, it, it's not that. It's something different. And these guys are different animals. And, uh, I mean, talk is cheap, and he's trying to put his name out there probably. But, I mean, if he was even able to probably spar with somebody that was close to their prime, like a Canelo Alvarez, it, it would really not be a good night for Jake Paul. Yeah, but there's got to be some sort of respect left in the game, and, and that's, you know, what will save me into my, my next bit, but the, the, he's not bringing any respect to the game. You know, they're fighting people that, you know, they're not matched up in weight, they're not matched up in skill, they're, they're you're fighting MMA fighters in boxing, and there's not even good strikers, you know, that he's fighting over in MMA. You know, he's just stirring up the pot and getting paid. So, like, you know, like we said, unless he's getting, you know, people exposure on the undercard, you know, there, there's, I, I think he's embarrassing the sport to some degree and when you're throwing you know big big payout numbers to these other fighters and then doing a quote-unquote exhibition where you write in the rules like well hey you can't knock me out and hey you can't go 100 percent and hey you can't you, you know what i mean well then i don't want to watch it's not it's not a fight you know i, I want to see where somebody's going in to be the victor and put someone down you know, um, mm-hmm. and and without that respect level in the fight, like for example, if anybody's you know on their internet, look up uh, uh, BFC One. It's a British fighting league uh, over in England or whatever. But a guy came out to touch gloves in an MMA event and uh, just bare, he, he faked touching gloves and then just shin kicked the guy. The guy backed up and, mm-hmm. and returned a head kick. So in five seconds, knocked the dude out. It was phenomenal. It was, mm-hmm. it was one of those karma uh you know paybacks again there's got to be a level of respect in the sport i mean that's kind of what we're doing mm-hmm. okay uh, right. uh end of the year that to have uh your, your good buddy triple g uh it's going to fight uh, on the 29th uh, fight manager um what, what's your thoughts is this a just to keep busy fight, or is this uh, a real fight? Uh, I think uh, that's a good question, really. I, he hasn't fought in so long. I mean, he's got to do something. You know, he can't keep sitting still. I'd say probably more or less something to warm up for something better. Uh, but I don't think he's got much more left in him. I know yeah. that last real fight he had a year and a half, two years ago, I, he didn't. He it wasn't the same Triple G everyone's used to see in the last several years. Um, mm-hmm. Although I do think he was robbed on a couple fights, um, mm-hmm. but I won't even get into that. What you know, it is what it is. But uh, it's probably mm-hmm. just a fight to prepare. Maybe go for one more last final big payday. Yeah, it's just so unfortunate that we never got to see the third fight with Canelo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Todd, what do you think uh, um, Jakar Stevens 
uh, has uh, pretty well worked his way through uh, his level at this point and wants to move up to uh, 135. Do you think he'll do well there? Is that a question for me or Bob? For you. For you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he could do well at 135. I mean, we. It, so the the thing is, traditionally speaking, we, we're seeing fighters um, move up in weight, and that's kind of a real test as to to how guys are going to be looked at as far as their legacy, right? In boxing, it's very mm-hmm. rare to see a guy that finishes like Bernard Hopkins. Uh, starts his career at 160 and fights the vast majority of his career at 160. So guys have to move up and they need to challenge themselves. Uh, and lightweight is it's just one of those divisions that historically has been so deep and so well revered that that's going to be the real test one. So, I mean, time will tell, but I think he'll, he's got a shot at doing pretty decently. Okay. And um... – I guess Caden, we got they have a uh, uh, negotiations going on between uh, uh, Canelo's group and Bedavidov's uh, group uh, for a fight uh, for the first quarter of next year. Uh, what's your choice on that one? Um, I love I love Canelo, and um, for me to choose on that fight, I mean they're both apex fighters. Obviously, Canelo. Uh, being one of the pound pound best in the world right now, um, but um, I, I would like to see how he would do against Plant before I can judge um, what he's going to do against him. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tony. Uh, I got to stick by what I said the last couple of shows. Canelo right now on top of his game, he's going to be hard to beat. Um, I I want to say that Plant has a chance. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want someone to beat Jamelo. I just don't think right now it's going to happen. I don't think Plant's going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. My personal opinion, the, the, uh, the other guy, yeah, I think he, he might have a chance. But, again, Canelo is absolutely in phenomenal shape. He hits hard. He moves well. And I just don't think anything's going to change right now. Okay. Uh, Bob, um, on the UFC 267, uh, it seems like uh, uh, Glover uh, Trexler uh, tapped out uh, in uh, what's his name? You know anything about that? Likewise, yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Glover, like I uh, mentioned earlier, uh, excellent in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, made a run at a heavyweight title uh, years ago and came up short. Um, getting up there in age, decided to make one more run at the title. Um, Jan Blackowicz is current, uh, what was current champion, uh, phenomenal striker, good fight game IQ, um, was doing his best to keep uh, Glover away. But Glover got him on the ground and ended up uh, flattening him out for a rear naked choke and ended up becoming uh, the, the new champ. So mm-hmm. hands off to a dude over 40 becoming the champ. That, that, was, that was spectacular. Sure. Zan Zong seems to be looking like he deserves more uh, out of uh, the UFC than she's getting. She's not getting enough fights. She's not getting the kind of uh, competition that she wants. Um, do you have anything on that one? Uh, 
Jovacek. You're talking about John Jovacek, right? No, yeah, no, I uh, think so. Carl, but anyway, John, Z-H-A-N-G. John, John? Oh, I didn't see that, but yeah, I, I, I read another a similar article, same thing with, uh, with Jovacek. I mean, the UFC is just not paying these guys. I mean, that's mm-hmm. they're right now they're, they're they're the apex fight division, um, so everyone's you know chasing after that to get a UFC belt. But on the flip side, Bellator and all those other guys. Uh, are, are paying more as a fighter. Like you mm-hmm. got to go where the money's at, you know? And, and, mm-hmm. you know, so like I was talking earlier, you know, that, that, that fight respect or that fight pride, it, it, there's, mm-hmm. there's a place for that. But at the same time, you, you kind of, you, 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 you kind of got to get paid and get out because your body's not going to be able to maintain that forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think P- PFL, I think I read did, multiple million dollar payouts this last card Mm -hmm. and UFC's having guys fight for really peanuts and and like Bob says Mm -hmm. I mean they're they're supposed to be the pinnacle of of mixed martial arts and they are I mean I I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that especially now Um, I mean there's some other good organizations out there like 1FC and PFL but they're definitely second tier to the UFC but it's been the criticism so long in the UFC is that they don't pay their fighters well. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is going to continue to create uh, opportunity for other organizations to try and pop up and co- be competitive with, with the UFC and say, Hey, look, uh, we don't have the name recognition of the UFC, but we'll pay you. So we're going to get some premier fighters to come and sign with our organization and, and Ultimately, for longevity reasons, that may actually even be better for the fighters. So, mm-hmm. um, we've seen it. We've seen it historically uh, with a number of, of organizations that have opened up and they haven't been able to to sustain that model. But uh, I mean, I I fully expect people to continue to try and, and make themselves at least a second tier organization to the UFC, if not a competitor, at some point in the near future. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got anything? Um, I was I was gonna speak on that um the uh the Glover uh Jan Blahowicz fight. And um I mean you see two two veterans, I mean respectfully John uh Jan Jan Blahowicz isn't isn't as old as uh Glover is, but Glover went out there, put on a show, got to submission and you see like like they were talking about back in two thousand sixteen, he tried to get the title against uh John Jones, came up short. And um, Ali comes back and just proves everybody wrong. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, you guys, we're just about up on our time limit here. And uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, the, the great preparation. And, and uh, it's been a great show. Uh, Bob, you want to lead us out? Yep, everyone, uh, our Fighting Words family, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Todd, thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, everybody on our cast, uh, it was a phenomenal night. Thanks for talking UFC with me, and uh, we'll see you next week. God bless. God bless you. Uh, Tony? I'd like to uh, thank everybody, the grandson and, and Todd, Bob, uh, Ty, well, Dito and Ty didn't make it tonight I don't think unless they're quiet in the background um, Hello to everyone out there And just remember We're always working on the Fight Words Radio Network Dot live website 
I'm still working on that, trying to get more stuff added to it for all of us and watching it grow, get bigger and bigger and looking forward to next week's show. Good. Todd? Thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun and uh, I appreciate it. Great show. Caden? Thank you for having me on as always. Thank you. um, I like I like being on the show. I'll definitely uh, be here next week. And um, thank you for your time. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces and the men and women of Police and Fire Services. When you're out there and you see somebody in uniform, please let them know that you know they're there. It's very tough times for guys in uniform. These programs are dedicated to those, to those who've lost their lives in line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Gokat, Sergeant Thomas Bainger, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazowitz, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Hendler, Sergeant Mike Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant James Babake, um, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman on Awful Christmas, Lakeland PD, Lieutenant Joe Zerba, Newcastle County Police Department, Patrol Deputy Josh Myers, Newcastle, New, 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 Nassau County Sheriff's Department, Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department, Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Ardeth Hope, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department, Trooper Joe Billick, Florida Highway Patrol. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. <clears throat> Chief Al Hogle, Longwood Key Police Department. Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, at some time will be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the rose rise up to meet you. May the, rain, <clears throat> may the rose rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields. May the sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your family always in the hollow of his hands. Good night, God bless, and have a great week. Yeah.
Bye, Bob. We love you. We miss you. 